You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 40, entitled, Make Your Own Vinyl Signs. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week for another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening once again this week. Uh, I've got an action-packed episode, I guess you could say, um, for uh, this week, and it's all about vinyl signage and how to uh, make your own vinyl signage and why buying a vinyl sign plotter is a great investment in your business. Now, uh before I get into that, I uh, just want to thank uh, again uh, the weekly uh, sort of uh, shout outs of thanking uh, the people that have contacted me in the past week. Um, and uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, reaching out for me and taking the time. It just lets me know uh, that you guys are engaged and listening um, and, uh, you know, asking your questions and uh, wondering. Um, you know, uh, what I'm doing, um, or what's coming up, uh, for the podcast. So I really appreciate that. I also really appreciate you guys who have left, um, reviews on iTunes. Um, and if you guys haven't noticed, uh, I added a little feature to the website, the lawn care business success, uh, website, whereas now, uh, when you go and leave a review on iTunes, it will automatically, uh, pop up on the review page of the website, uh, there as well. Uh, so, uh, if you guys, uh, would like to leave a review, that would be fantastic. I would really appreciate that. It just, uh, you know, uh, shows that the, uh, you guys appreciate the show and that, uh, you know, it's worthwhile for others to listen to. Uh, so the people that are searching for that show in iTunes and stuff, uh, you know, they may see, uh, the show, but if there's reviews there to back up, uh, the content and that you guys find value in it, um, then there's more likely that, uh, you know, others will, uh, also tune in and listen. So before we get into this week's podcast uh, episode on all about signs and sign making, uh, just a few messages. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this. Even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so this week's episode is all about signs and sign uh, machines. So uh, for some of you that follow me on Instagram, 
You may have noticed last week that uh, I was uh, getting around to repl- replacing the uh, signs uh, on part of my trailer um, last year. Uh, just a bit of background. Uh, in July, my trailer was stolen um, and the thieves uh, did a number on uh, the side uh, uh, door. There's a section of my trailer that has an enclosed compartment in the front. Um, and it's a custom-built trailer. It's all steel. Um, so the thieves did a number, I guess, with some uh, pry bars and stuff to get the uh, trailer door open. It was all sort of mangled and twisted. It was not salvageable. Uh, so once the trailer was recovered, uh, you know, I had to take it to a, a trailer sort of fabricator and they had to remake, uh, a new side door. Um, and as well, the front panel on the trailer was uh, damaged from them squeezing uh, their pry bars in between that door and the, the front panel. So the front of the trailer had to be painted. And as such, obviously, uh, you know, the side door, uh, being rebuilt would have no, uh, signs on it obviously uh, with them starting from scratch with new metal but the front uh, the damage could be repaired but they had to remove the decals uh, to be able to repaint um, the front of the trailer as well so I got the trailer back um, and being sort of you know in sort of uh, busy mode with work and stuff I didn't have the the time to replace the the uh, decals Um, the insurance company you know, wanted to, uh, as well, just have a sign, another sign shop do it. But because I had done the signs myself to start with, um, I already had the files, um, uh, with the fonts and the logos and everything on my computer. I even had, uh, uh, the proper vinyl colors that I had used originally. I had, you know, half rolls still left of vinyl. So I convinced the insurance company to let me do uh, the signs myself. And uh, they just paid me out uh, some uh, an allowance there to do the signs myself. So, but I hadn't uh, gotten around to doing it. And, uh, you know, this uh, uh, being a good opportunity now before the season started to uh, get those signs done. So I also had another request uh, from a listener um and uh somebody on you or sorry on Instagram that uh was uh we were talking back and forth and they were mentioning uh, about the the sign uh they had saw my post on uh, uh doing the signage and uh were requesting uh, that I do a video on uh how to do signs so along with this episode I've also put together a video um, showing you guys uh, sort of the process, an overview of the process. It just kind of walks you over, you know, what the design software looks like, uh, how easy it is to sort of, you know, enter some text and uh, expand and contract it to whatever sizes you want, um, you know, how to send it to a vinyl cutter. Um, it sort of shows the video, shows the, the cutter in action and uh, how it cuts the vinyl. And, uh, you know, then uh, the video goes through uh, weeding that vinyl to remove the excess vinyl that you're not using, how to apply transfer tape uh, properly, um, and then finally how to uh, prep uh, those uh, signs, uh, cut them out and get them ready to stick on a vehicle, and uh, how to uh, properly apply um, the vinyl decals onto your truck or trailer um, without uh, getting bubbles or worrying about getting bubbles. Uh, So the video covers that. uh, It's just under an hour long. I think it's about 58 minutes. Um, Originally, it was uh, 
close to uh, between an hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes. Uh, but through a bunch of editing, um, you know, I was able to uh, get it down to uh, just under an hour uh, without uh, missing any important uh, features there. So that will be available starting today on the YouTube channel as well as longcarebusinesssuccess.com in the video section uh, if you guys want to watch that after this episode or if you're interested in uh, getting more in-depth on uh, doing your own signs. So in this episode, we're going to cover um, the vinyl signs um, and uh, why I think this is a good investment. Now, my background um, with signage uh, goes back uh, even farther than uh, uh, my lawn care uh, career. And actually, um, it's something I got interested in a few years ago. Uh, just a quick background, if you guys haven't heard the episode that I mentioned, sort of the vinyl signs. So just quickly, um, I was working at a home improvement store, um, a small sort of local one, not any of the big box ones. Um, and uh, this store had their own in-store sort of sign shop at their head office for doing, uh, you know, signage for the aisles and, and that sort of thing for all their stores. Um, they had, uh, I think about 30 stores or 30, uh, yeah, 30 locations of their uh, hardware store across uh, the province I live in. So their head office had a built-in sign shop. I didn't even know about this, uh, until actually one of my, uh, friends and coworkers, um, saw a posting for the, uh, sign, sh the, the store's sign shop that they were needing, uh, uh, you know, a, a person to fill a position there. So he applied and, um, started working. He left the sort of working in the retail part of the store and working at the head office and doing signage through that. He started, um, getting interested in that and, uh, decided to build or to uh, start a sign shop of his own, a mobile sign shop. So it was uh, at that point there, um, hanging out with him and going to his house and stuff and uh, seeing what it was all about and seeing the machinery and things uh, needed to do vinyl signage uh, was sort of my first introduction into it. And uh, I was uh, immediately uh, hooked on it, intrigued. But the, at that time, we're talking about roughly 1992, 1993, uh, 94, that sort of, uh, time period. Um, these machines were quite expensive. Uh, for example, the vinyl sign plotter, uh, or cutting machine that, uh, my friend had uh, and purchased, um, along with the software, uh, to run, uh, the vinyl sign plotter. Now his machine was only, I believe a 15 inch wide, uh, machine. So meaning that uh, he could only put vinyl rolls uh, up to a 15 inch width through the machine. So any signages or letters, if you're, uh, you know, if you're trying to cut out a letter uh, for a large sign that was over 15 inches, like each letter was over 15 inches, you would have to actually cut it in two parts and overlap the vinyl to build up those letters. Uh, so just uh, like I say, just an overview, the machine with the software uh, at that time was $30,000 that he invested uh, to buy this. Basically, it looked like a printer on his desk um, and the software that ran it. I think the software was actually more expensive or the the biggest part of the purchase. Um, and I remember him, uh, you know, joking how, you know, he spent all this money and all he got for it was this, uh, you know, CD-ROM disc, um, 
to uh, load the software onto his uh, computer. So uh, he did that for a while. And then fast forward a few years later, um, I was working at another job and looking for sort of a a side sort of project job that I could do uh, because the job I was working at was part-time um, and I wanted, uh, you know, uh, something to do on my off days and something, you know, I could build maybe a small business around. So I started to think back to the signage and things that he was doing. And I thought that would be perfect, something I could do from home and, uh, you know, be mobile and just drive around and install uh, vehicle signs and graphics and stuff like that. So I started looking at the time for vinyl sign plotters. And by this point in time, uh, this is roughly now around, oh, 2003 or so. Um, I started looking at uh, the machines and the made in China sort of uh, knockoff market um, was ripe by that point. And there was tons of machines available in uh, larger sizes. And in fact, this the uh, they were all sort of based on the two uh, main sort of companies at that time uh, for vinyl sign machines. And one of them is called Graph Tech. And the other one was Roland. Uh, well, those were the two most uh, popular uh, brands at the time. So, uh, you know, the Chinese sort of uh, made these uh, cheaper alternatives uh, to them. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of flooded the market, you could buy machines uh, pretty uh, easily at that point. So for example, you know, from, uh, you know, only 10 years since my friend had bought his machine for and software for 30 grand, uh, you know, I was looking and I found a 24 inch machine. Um, so almost double the size of his, uh, and, uh, it came with software that pretty much did, uh, you know, uh, everything I needed. Plus it had a, an, an auto vectorization, um, feature, uh, to it, uh, which basically let you scan in logos and it would, uh, turn them in automatically into, uh, the sign art that the, the machine used. Uh, so, uh, that machine, I bought the 24 inch machine. Um, it was based on a Roland, uh, machine. It used uh, Roland blades and all that. And it cost me, uh, $1,400 after taxes and shipping with software included. So you can see the huge price drop uh, at that point. But for me, that was still a pretty big investment at the time. And, uh, you know, never making signs before I had just seen, you know, what uh, was involved. I knew, you know, what the process was and stuff, but had never really uh, made them. So it was sort of a, a leap in faith uh, in buying that machine. So I bought it, got it, and, uh, you know, it came with some training videos and stuff. I watched those and was uh, pretty easily, uh, you know, it set up pretty easily at the time um, and wasn't uh, really any sort of big deal on getting the machine going, um, you know, with the videos that came with it and stuff. Uh, it was pretty, uh, you know, straightforward, and I was up and running in uh, no time, I uh uh, the biggest learning curve was just the software, like any sort of software. You know, if you were to throw yourself in front of, uh, say, Photoshop and you've never used Photoshop before, um, you know, you'll uh, it's going to take you a while to figure out what everything does. Uh, and you'll get the basics down. You'll be able to do some, you know, basic stuff. And, um, you know, the more advanced uh, features will obviously take you a little more exploration to get to figure that sort of stuff out. So it was sort of that sort of process. Uh, but in, the, you know, 
fairly easily. I was up and running, was able to start doing decals. Obviously, the very first uh, thing I did was I made decals for my own vehicle uh, for my new sign business that I had just launched. Uh, so I had, uh, put those on and uh, just started telling, you know, all my friends and family and stuff that I had this machine and I was doing signage. I, you know, uh, built a website just like... Um, you know, I've done with other businesses and, uh, got up and going with that. And, uh, you know, I started to, uh, get, um, requests for uh, sign making and I would, uh, do uh, some used car lots, um, and do signage for them on like sort of coroplast signs. Uh, I did some yard signs for people. I did vehicle graphics. I did a construction companies, um, all their excavators and bobcats and stuff, you know, put their uh, logos and uh, website addresses and stuff on the booms and things of their machinery. Um, I did uh, a whole wide range. I did a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, one-off graphics and things for friends and family. It was uh, exactly what I had sort of uh, thought and, uh, you know, that, sort of that side and supplemental income, uh, and it worked great. Uh, but what I found also is that that machine, um, you know, that $1,400 I invested, uh, very easily paid for itself. Um, you know, doing a bunch of signs and the more signs I did, the more requests I would get. And, you know, I remember doing sandwich boards and things for dry cleaning places and stuff. And, uh, that machine, it was quickly paid for. Um, and, uh, I later went on to use that machine, um, for a bunch of different, uh, things. For example, um, still to this day, every Halloween, uh, comes around, um, you know, me and my kids will figure out what they want to have carved in a pumpkin and we'll, you know, find artwork and stuff online. And I'm able to cut out vinyl signs and basically use them as a template. Uh, so I'll use cheap vinyl, cut out a sign for whatever it is. Uh, you know, one year we did a, a Lego Indiana Jones character, um, and uh, other Disney characters and things like that. And I'm able to cut them out on vinyl. And instead of uh, sort of doing a reverse process where you're sticking the vinyl on sort of in a negative state, um, uh, it leaves sort of an outline there that I can then go back and use a rotary Dremel tool to carve out around those lines uh, and, uh, you know, make these uh, pumpkins that look uh, pretty neat. Uh, so still to that, to this day, I still use the machine uh, for things like that. I also uh, made uh, my own screen printing uh, using the vinyl sign really easily. And with this, what I did, uh, and this is another great um, thing that you can do for your lawn care business, is I bought myself a small uh, screen at an art uh, supply place. I bought some t-shirt uh, ink uh, in black and white basic colors. And what I did was, instead of going through the whole screen printing processes and all that sort of stuff uh, that you would normally have to do uh, with different chemicals and exposures and all that sort of stuff to make a screen, I basically did the same thing as I did with a pumpkin and just uh, used some cheap uh, vinyl, cut out a logo out of the vinyl. But instead of normally what you would do in a sign processes the machine's going to cut out the shapes the outlines of letters and stuff and you're going to peel away the vinyl that surrounds it while leaving the letters in the screen printing sort of sense and also in that 
uh, pumpkin carving example I gave you guys, uh, what I do is the reverse. I leave the surrounding vinyl and I peel out the letters and get rid of the letters so that I'm left with uh, uh, basically a solid piece of vinyl that has the letters or logo removed. So you still read it, but it's just the reverse. And what I did then was I stuck it to the uh, screen print uh, or sort of the, the actual screen um, and then just use some tape around the edges of the screen to prov- uh, overlap uh, the vinyl and to prevent any ink bleeding. Then basically I just took that and put it on top of a t-shirt, put my ink in, squeegeed it on. It squeezed the ink through those open areas of that vinyl sign, lifted it off, and there you have it. Had a perfectly screen printed t-shirt. So that was another uh, thing that I did for a while and uh, was doing some you know custom t-shirts and stuff for myself and also for uh, you know any small businesses that wanted sort of small sh- you know run t-shirts, you know maybe one or two or three t-shirts or five t-shirts or something like that um, I could do them a lot easier than um, you know the traditional screen printing method where uh, people would have to um, go and uh, you know have somebody do the artwork and build the screens and uh, do the whole uh, process that's involved with that for a short run it's not usually worth it unless you're doing large runs of t-shirts but uh, doing this method uh, that I sort of just uh, tried out and, uh, you know, um, experimented with, I found that I could do a small run t-shirts, uh, no problem. Now, recently, I've also learned that a sign uh, machine, and now there's so many different types of vinyls and things that you can use to cut out with your sign machine. Um, but uh, just to touch on that screen printing, there's now also heat uh, press vinyls available so you can do the same thing as I did with that screen printing now even easier um, because now they have vinyls available where basically you load in that vinyl and if you want to you know put your logo on a t-shirt you can basically buy that uh, heat press vinyl and uh, load it into your sign machine it's going to cut it out the same as a regular vinyl sign you're going to weed it uh, the same as you would a regular vinyl sign but instead of sticking it on to you know your vehicle you're going to put it on a t-shirt and iron it on now this is normally uh, meant to be done with a uh, sort of commercial heat press uh, for t-shirts, um, but uh, you can still do it with a regular household iron. Uh, if you look on uh, YouTube and look up some videos, you'll see uh, how you can uh, use heat press uh, vinyl with an iron and uh, put on uh, logos and stuff on your own shirts uh, for um, you know smaller run uh, numbers, right? You're not doing a thousand shirts or anything like that. So, uh, sign machines. Now, uh, what types of sign machines are there? Well, they come in different sizes. Uh, You can get smaller desktop ones uh, and larger ones to handle larger widths of vinyl. Um, I would uh, strongly suggest that at a minimum that you would want to look at a 24-inch machine. I think that's probably one of the most common uh, sizes uh, and probably the uh, it will cover most of what you uh, as a landscaper or lawn care company or just a startup uh, service business would need for lettering up vehicles uh, and stuff without having to overlap uh, vinyl to make letters bigger and stuff. You know, a, a two foot tall letter is a pretty large letter. Um, so I think uh, a 24 inch machine, it's what I've got. And as a minimum, I think that's uh, what you should get. Um, 
uh, machines, you'll still find that they vary in price. Um, you can nowadays, and this is the key to this whole episode, and the reason I've brought this episode up, I mentioned how a friend of mine purchased his machine 10 years or uh, probably 20 years ago now uh, for uh, $30,000. And then, you know, 10 years later, I bought mine for $1,400 for a 24-inch machine. Um, now, the basis of this whole episode is that, you know, doing a sign uh, plotter search now on the internet, you can get yourself a 24 or uh, actually I think it's a 28 inch machine now um, on Amazon for $229 US, which is mind blowing to think that for $229 that you'll have the basic hardware necessary. You'll still have to buy obviously the vinyl, um, the transfer tape, some squeegees, some exacto knives, uh, things like that. But the main hardware, um, including some software to run that machine, uh, for $229. Now this is a brand called us cutter. Um, and it's their entry level, uh, machine. But, um, that being said, that machine is equal to, um, and maybe even better than the machine that I have. That's 10 years old now. So it's not, uh, like it's, uh, garbage or junk or anything like that it's just the technology is always changing so you know this may be based on older technology it may not have all the options that some other machines have um, but it still gets the job done so what types of machines are there well on those cheaper ends you're going to find machines that have stepper motors um, versus digital servo motors now, the difference here is with the stepper motor, it's a lot louder. It's actually a quite noisy machine uh, when it's cutting out. Um, and it has no uh, way of knowing where it is on a piece of vinyl. So it uses some pinch rollers that roll the vinyl back and forth, forwards and backwards, as the uh, sign uh, cutting head is going uh, side to side. And through that motion of the vinyl going back and forth and the sign header going side to side, it cuts out those shapes. But it doesn't know um, where it is on the uh, roll of vinyl uh, in relation to the other letters it just cut. For example, if the vinyl were to get off track, uh, it wouldn't know that. Um, it would just continue to cut uh, and you'd come up with, say, a crooked uh, logo. Um, now, this is really uh, more of an important thing if you're doing huge uh, runs, like say you wanted to make... Um, uh, you know, a 20 foot banner. Um, that's when you're going to get into uh, issues with the cheaper machines um, with uh, the vinyl going off track over long distances. But for basic lettering, uh, doing your truck doors, uh, doing your uh, trailers, things like that, you're not dealing with uh, uh, 20 foot, um, you know, lengths of uh, text, uh, for example, and you can break up those, even if you were, you can break up those, um, uh, elements into, you know, instead of, a uh, a large run of words, you can break that up into individual words, uh, still, and, uh, you know, uh, apply them, um, individually, uh, for example. So you can still do bigger stuff, but you just can't do it all in one run uh, of the machine. 
with the cheaper stepper motors uh with a lot of the more expensive machines because there still are machines in the four five six thousand dollar range uh, for a 24 or 28 inch cutting machine and like i said those will have um the digital server motors which are a lot quieter um and they will be able to have a sort of like a, a an eye on them a sort of a laser sensing eye on them and not only do they know where they are in relation to the rest of what it just cut so if it starts to get off track the machine can um correct itself and uh adjust to make sure that that logo still comes out straight like I say, for the stuff that you're doing, um, that I'm doing, um, that I've done over the past 10 years, it's never been an issue with it going off track because I'm not doing stuff that's big enough. Um, you were talking like really large uh, signs. But that digital eye that on the, that comes on some of these uh, more expensive machines is also good for if you're doing, um, say, uh, printed um, signage, um, much like you'd see you know, a full vehicle wrap, how they print the graphics on say basically they're using like white vinyl as like a paper basically backing and and an inkjet a commercial inkjet printer prints out all the graphics on that vinyl and then uh uh you know it can um they apply it that way the digital eye on those new machines will be able to cut out the contours so if they have uh, say uh, you're making a vehicle wrap for you know, a Ford pickup truck or Chevy pickup truck or Dodge, whatever it is, you know, they can load in um, the specifications for that truck's panels and they can design the graphics for that. And then the machine will actually cut out the individual pieces of, say, the front right fender. It, you know, and that's where that eye comes in. It can figure out through registration marks and stuff where uh, it is. Um, and also, if you're making uh, individual decals or small stickers and stuff that are full color printed, it can print out an an outline and those digital eyes help follow that contour cut for those sorts of uh, uh, elements uh, where you already have say a printed background on something so it can see where that printed uh, part is and uh, uh, cut around those areas um uh, the other um thing with some of the more expensive machines is if you want to get into doing very small uh, font uh, sizes. Um, with the stepper motor, the cheaper uh, machines, much like the one I have, um, if you get into really tiny, say like you want to cut out letters that are uh, less than half an inch, um, for the most part, depending on, you know, if it's just a block letter, sometimes it'll be okay. Um, but if you're getting into more fancy scripts, um what happens is it'll just get all uh, bunched up and uh, the uh, razor blade that is essentially cutting the letters will get um, just sort of tangled up in the vinyl. The difference here being that with the cheaper stepper motor machines, the uh, blade is just sort of there freely rotating. So as the machine moves back and forth and side to side that motion causes the blade to just uh, rotate freely and it follows the contour of however the the machine is cutting uh, but the machine does not position the uh, or rotate the blade itself uh, uh, you know as a separate uh, um, 
sort of function um the the blade is just freely rotating so as you move as that vinyl is moved around and the cutting head is moved side to side that blade just sort of uh, rotates uh at will um and it creates those um uh, cuts uh, in the letters and the fonts that you're doing. So when you get into smaller letters, um, there's not enough room there for the movement. So it can uh, get uh, caught up in the cut lines and stuff that it's done with the previous letters. Uh, and sometimes it just messes up uh, the really small f- uh, fonts. Um, on the more expensive machines, especially the really high-end ones, they'll actually position the knife. So if it's doing a really small, tiny font, it can actually, you know, if it if it's going into, say, a tight corner, the machine will actually stop, raise the blade, turn the blade to the angle that it needs to start the next cut, drop it down, and then start cutting um, in that sort of respect where the, the cheaper machines don't do that. But like I say, for the most part... If you're for vehicle signs and graphing stuff, you're not doing stuff that's uh, half an inch uh, tall. So um, it's not a big deal. And you're not uh, doing it sort of in a production sense uh, signage. Uh, You're doing it for yourself and for your business. Um, So if you mess up one or two, it's not a big deal to uh, cut out if you're going that small. But for the most part, the bigger letters, bigger size stuff, anything you know, like an inch or taller is it's going to be no issue, uh, for the cheaper machines to cut out. Um, and you know, that's what I've used my machine for, uh, for the past few years, even doing, like I said, the screen printing, um, sort of, uh, uh, cheap or poor man's screen printing, um, method that I sort of came up with, with using the vinyl, um, reversed vinyl as a, a screen print. Um, it's worked fine for doing the lettering and stuff on a, on a shirt. Um, so next, I'm going to get into uh, the different types of vinyls uh, and the supplies needed to, uh, to do your own vinyl signage. Uh, but first, uh, just another um, message uh, about an affiliate. All right, so stay tuned. Hey, guys. If you've listened to my show for any length of time, you know how important I think it is to have a strong online presence to help grow your business. So if you haven't already built a website for your business, well, what are you waiting for? If you just don't know where to start, well, the first step would be to find a reliable web host provider. Hostapon is the company I trust for the LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com website, as well as my own lawn care company's website. They offer unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, easy one-click WordPress installs, you get a free domain name for life, and they even offer unlimited add-on domains, so you can host multiple websites on your one account. And all this for just $3.95 a month. So if you want to check it out, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash hostupon. That's H-O-S-T-U-P-O-N. And don't worry, if you have no experience and this is still a bit overwhelming for you, I've put together a 55-minute step-by-step tutorial video for beginners called How to Build a Basic Website with WordPress and Hostapon. You can find it on the LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com website as well as the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Okay, so... The different types of vinyl that you want to be looking at, just as just a sort of a brief overview. Generally, the vinyls you're going to find uh, for sign making, for vehicle graphics and that sort of stuff, you're going to have two different types. There's a calendared vinyl and a cast vinyl. Now, the calendared vinyl is the cheaper uh, of the two. 
Um, and it's really meant for, uh, well, depending, it's generally the cheaper, uh, the vinyl there, it's really meant for indoor use only, um, without uh, being in direct, uh, uh, you know, exposure to the sunlight and to the elements outdoor rain and stuff like that. Uh, they can be used outdoor on a temporarily or temporary basis, um, but they will quickly uh, uh, degrade and start to crack. Um, they'll shrink a lot more um, than cast vinyl. Um, and, uh, you know, but it depends. There are some calendared vinyls uh, that are uh, rated for outdoor use, um, you know, as the calendared uh, processes for making the vinyl um, improve over time. With cast vinyl, uh, it's meant for outdoors. Uh, you can use it uh, for complex contours, uh, say for, you know, more, uh, instead of a smooth flat surface, you can put it on more rounded surfaces. Uh, if you have, say, an enclosed trailer that has rivets and stuff on the side, a cast uh, vinyl will uh, contour around those rivets better without air pockets and things. Um, so that's that uh, sort of thing. Now, the difference being with a calendared vinyl, how it's made is basically they take vinyl uh, sort of, uh, you know, in a liquid form. Um, it's let... Uh, uh, it's basically let to cool, uh, but then it's stretched out uh, to make the sheets. Uh, so it's a thicker uh, chunk of vinyl, basically. Um, and basically, it goes through a process of rollers, um, much like, say, if you had a ball of dough and you're rolling out, say, a pizza crust at home. Taking your rolling pin and you're rolling it out thin. Um, that's basically... And, and if you've ever done this before, uh, that pizza sort of... Um, example you'll know that you'll stretch it out and you'll see it shrink a little bit that's basically what calendar vinyl does they'll take the you know blob of uh, uh, the vinyl uh, they put it through the rollers progressively over some uh, tighter and tighter rollers to get it you know that sort of uh, paper thin um, uh, size that they need um, but the thing is with calendar vinyls over time it will want to revert back to its original state uh, so that's why they shrink um, more so when it gets exposed to uh, you know the sunlight and stuff like that they will fade more um, they'll start to shrink if there's any sort of uh, cracks or tears you'll see it separate a lot easier uh, it'll start to uh, unpeel and stuff like that over time. So really meant for short term. Um, but depending on the brand you're using, I always used, uh, there's, you know, there's all the big brands, the three M's, the Avery's and stuff. I always had, uh, uh, used Avery, uh, brand, uh, vinyls. Um, always had great luck with them. Uh, and they are, uh, rated, uh, for different, uh, applications and for different, uh, uses. Now with cast vinyl, the more expensive, um, it's basically vinyl that is, uh, uh, to simplify it, it's sort of like it's melted down and it's poured into a cast of the already size that's required. So once it, uh, sets and hardens, um, it's already at its finished, uh, basically size. Uh, so that's why it doesn't shrink because it's, that's the size, uh, that it was formed at. It's not, uh, it wasn't a, a different shape or different size and stretched out. Uh, so with the cast, like I say, they're better for outdoor use. Um, 
complex contours, rivets and things like that, that you have to go over, um, you know, vehicle wraps, those full body wraps, those will always be cast vinyls, um, to be able to get into those tight, uh, uh, shapes and to follow body contours of a vehicle and that sort of thing. Uh, there's also some other specialty vinyls, um, like translucent, uh, vinyls that let light through for, uh, you know, lighted signs that you'd see, you know, on storefronts and stuff like that. They have like, you know, the fluorescent tubes behind them and then they'll have, uh, you know, plexiglass and, and the sign. If you were to use just regular vinyl, the light wouldn't shine through, uh, the, vinyl um so there's translucent vinyls that let that uh light shine through them uh then there's a whole bunch of specialty vinyls you can get vinyl that looks like uh gold leaf there's actually real gold leaf vinyl silver leaf vinyl um you can get uh you know like glitter vinyl camouflage vinyl uh, carbon fiber vinyl um you know if you wanted to give your uh, little import car, uh, you know, the look of having a carbon fiber hood, you could uh, just get uh, carbon fiber look uh, vinyl and wrap the hood in that. And it would look like you had a real uh, carbon fiber hood or something on the, on the car. There's all sorts of different vinyls. And like I say, now um, I see that there's heat press vinyls for doing t-shirts. Um, there's a flock vinyl for also doing t-shirts, but, but it's more of a, a velvety feel uh, vinyl. Uh, so there's all sorts of different vinyls and stuff that you can uh, use to uh, with your sign machine uh, for various projects. Um, so the supplies needed. Um, you're going to need the sign plotter for one. And like I said, this can be from, you know, the $229 example that I showed uh, on uh, uh Amazon. I'll have a link of uh, to that uh, particular sign machine if you want to check it out. In the description of this podcast, if you're listening to this on uh, an iPod or an iPhone, if uh, you click on the uh, artwork for this episode, which is basically the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast uh, artwork, if you click on or tap on that, it'll flip over with the links uh, for the episode and the notes uh, of the episode uh, there. So I'll have a link there as well as uh, on the YouTube channel for the video. I'll have a link to that uh, inexpensive plotter to get started with. Uh, but you'll see on Amazon, there's a whole bunch of options. You can get, uh, you know, starter kits that have a whole bunch of uh, the tools and things like that. I think there's even um, a 30-something inch uh, machine, uh, a 36-inch machine of this, uh, the same brand, the U.S. plotter, same model, but just a bigger machine with a whole... Uh, you know, getting started kit for a hundred dollars more. It's like $329 us, uh, for the vinyl sign plotter. Uh, I think it's like five, uh, sample pieces of, uh, you know, one yard, uh, pieces of vinyl, um, an exacto knife, a squeegee and that sort of stuff. But that's easily, uh, found once you, you go into, uh, that, uh, uh Amazon and look up uh, those sign plotters. I'll have the links there. Um, but you'll need that sign plotter. For uh, our purposes here, uh, in the context of uh, being a landscaping company or a service business, um, and you're a single sort of owner operator or small crew, um, the cheaper machines are more than enough for uh, your sign signage needs. Um, you know, unless you're wanting to get into those vehicle wraps where you're full printing stuff out. You know, those machines are still uh, probably uh, priced over what you would want to spend. So in those cases, you know, you're better off just having a sign shop do it. Uh, but for just basic lettering and stuff, it's 
you know, very easy to learn how to do um, and a basic sign plotter will get you started. Like I said, the only requirement I would say is get at least a 24 inch machine. That example that I showed you for $229 on Amazon is a 28 inch machine. So uh, more than large enough to do uh, uh, signs on. And I think it's a good size too for storage and stuff. The larger 36 inch machine, um, you know, even though it has a starter kit and has some vinyl and some transfer tape and things like that for a hundred dollars more, um, you know, it's calendared vinyl that it comes with and stuff and it may not be, you know, the colors aren't probably the colors that you want and the lengths aren't going to be long enough. It's just sample pieces. I would, it's also a 36 inch machine, which makes it, uh, you know, more to a larger machine to store, uh, and to have in a, a spot for. So the, the 28 inch machine for $228 is, uh, what I would probably still go with. Um, so you'll need that. Um, you're going to need a computer to connect to, um, and, uh, most of these sign machines you're going to find uh, as a Windows-based machine. It seems to be the standard in the sign-making industry that Windows-based uh, machines are what is used. That's not to say that you can't use a Mac. You uh, can use a Mac uh, in sort of different uh, aspects, but the sign software itself... Um, for the uh, all-in-one sort of software, the software that comes with your sign machine um, is more than likely going to be Windows-only. To do this on a Mac, you can do it with a, a vectorized art program like Corel Draw or Illustrator. So you're using sort of a generic art program. And uh, you can, for those two popular uh, programs there, you can get a driver for Mac um, that will install and let you cut directly uh, from Corel Draw or Illustrator to your sign plotter. Um, but for the most part, um, if you have a Windows machine, the software that comes with your uh, sign machine um, is probably your best route because it's specifically made for making signs. Uh, it's not just a generic uh, art program. Um, now, how I do this is originally when I bought my sign machine, I was using Windows at the time, Windows XP at the time, um, and uh, was doing that. But I have since moved to using Macs. Uh, I actually had originally started with Macs, went to PC uh, for about 10 years, and then uh, went back to using Macs. Um, so now I use a Mac, but what I do is I uh, use that free VirtualBox uh, software that you can download. And basically, it lets you run or install any other operating system on an operating system. So you could have a Windows machine um, and install, uh, you know, if you could get your hands on, um, I think Snow Leopard uh, version of Mac was the last version that they used to sell in retail stores on uh, CD-ROM. But you could essentially get the Mac software operating system and install it on your Windows machine through VirtualBox and vice versa. And that's what I've done. So I've got this VirtualBox running on my Mac. Another popular one is Parallels, um, but VirtualBox is free. I have uh, my old install disks from my Windows machine for the Windows XP. So I just took Windows XP, stuck it in my Mac in VirtualBox, installed Windows XP in that environment. So I run Windows XP in a window uh, on my Mac. Uh, and then that's where I installed uh, the sign software was in that uh, Windows environment that's uh, on my Mac. And I run my sign machine through that. Now, my sign machine is pretty old uh, now. It's about 10 years or 11, 12 years old. 
So, and because it was uh, Windows only back then, uh, the serial port and parallel port on old PCs was sort of the connection, um, you know, of uh, choice back then for those machines. USB is sort of the way now. Uh, the new machine, the one with the that I'm linking to on Amazon, comes with either serial or USB as the connection, so you shouldn't have any issue there. But even if you had to go serial port, if you found, say, a used machine or something like that, um, my old machine, I just have a cable that goes from serial port to USB. So it, the serial port connects to the uh, window side. And actually, I have the machine in a different part of my room. So I've got this cable that plugs into the USB port on my Mac. It goes to a serial port. And then from there, I actually have like three other serial ports uh, connected all into each other to make it long enough to get to the sign machine. And it all works fine. So when I go into, um, you know, Windows, it, uh, you know, I install the driver for that uh, serial port adapter, USB to serial port adapter, and there the sign machine pops right up. And uh, I have no issues with using the sign machine uh, on my Mac going through uh, uh, an old version of Windows XP service pack three, I think it is. Um, so that's, uh, you know, a way you can do it if you have a Mac um, is just uh, download, uh, you know, uh, virtual box for free install that and then uh, get yourself uh, or get your hands on an old version of windows um, you can probably find them uh, around for free if you had old windows uh, computers um, or very inexpensively online um, you can probably uh, uh, find an old uh, windows xp uh, system that you could uh, uh, buy to download and install so that's what I would do if you're using a Mac. If you're using Windows, obviously, it's going to be a lot easier. Just make sure that um, the software that you're purchasing or that comes with your sign machine is compatible for the version of Windows um, that uh, you are running. Um, I know there's a few versions of some of the sign software that will, you know, it says uh, Windows XP or Vista only. So these newer like Windows 10 and stuff like that, it may not be compatible with. I'm not too sure on that side. I haven't used Windows uh, since Windows XP um, days. Uh, so uh, I think I switched to a Mac around the, the time they were going to Vista and all that sort of stuff. So um, I would uh, look into that. Now, the other supplies that you're going to need um, is you're going to require a signed squeegee. Now, this is just a small little uh, four inch by... Uh, three inch little uh, hard plastic squeegee um, it's kind of like an oversized credit card basically these are uh, readily available online as well as uh, sign uh, supply uh, houses or places uh, probably around you um, transfer tape uh, you're going to require now this is basically there it comes in two types um, the common type it looks like basically regular yellow masking tape um, but comes in wider rolls so basically it'll come in like a three inch a six inch a 12 inch roll wide width roll by maybe 500 yards or something like that um but it's low tack it's not exactly like masking tape masking tape is pretty sticky this stuff is just uh, sticky enough so basically uh, the process is once you get your graphics done and you put it in a sign machine the machine is basically uh, you get your roll of vinyl the vinyl is all one color so a 24 inch width by however long the roll is that you've bought in. you load that into the machine 
it's basically sticky vinyl on a wax paper backing um, and you send your graphics to the machine the exacto uh, knife there on the head it's like a tiny little exacto knife it just cuts out the outlines of the letters or the graphics that you're doing um, once you're done with the cutting there you take that piece of vinyl and now you do a process called weeding, which is basically removing the unused vinyl around your logo. So if you, you know, you're cutting out the word, um, say lawn care, um, you know, all of the vinyl surrounding those letters, uh, as well as the vinyl inside the letters. So like the letter A, the inside of the letter A, you'd have to pull out that little piece of vinyl. Um, and, uh, you know, inside uh, the A for uh, the word care, uh, or the letter E at the end of lawn care, uh, the little inside of the letter E, you'd have to pull that out and all the surrounding vinyl. So that's called weeding. So that basically what you're left with is a wax paper backing with just the letters or just the logo stuck to it. Um, so then your next uh, step would be to stick what they call transfer tape onto that front face of that uh, sign or that those letters that are left there. And what the transfer paper or transfer tape is designed to do is it's just sticky enough to stick to the letters, but not sticky enough to stick to the wax paper. Uh, so basically once you lay it down, um, what it'll allow you to do is when you're ready to apply your logo, it'll, you pull up on the transfer tape and it, because it's sticky enough to stick to the letters, but not the wax paper, it'll pull off all the logo or letters that you've laid out. Um, uh, and because it's, uh, you know, a solid piece of tape, um, everything stays lined up the way it was on the wax paper. And then you can stick that to your um, substrate or your, uh, you know, in this example, say a trailer or your truck door, you would, you know, uh, figure out where you want to put it. You can stick that masking tape, transfer tape stuff to the door. Your sign letters are there with a sticky side facing the same direction as the sticky side on the tape. And then you basically squeegee, um, the letters, uh, down, and then you go to pull the, uh, tape off. And what happens is, is the vinyl letters are a high tack. They're highly sticky, uh, versus the transfer tape. So once it's on, uh, something other than that wax paper, like your vehicle door, that transfer tape, because it's low tack, it'll pull off. But as soon as it starts, uh, as soon as you start pulling it off the letters, it'll come off the letters quite easily because the glue on the vinyl letters is a lot more sticky than the glue on the tape. So the letters will stay stuck to the vehicle, uh, and the tape will just come off and leave the logo and graphic, uh, stuck to the uh, vehicle. So that's how uh, transfer tape works. So like I said, it comes in different widths, depending on, uh, you know, how big of logos and stuff you're doing. I've got uh, a three inch roll, a six inch roll and a 12 inch roll. Um, that's uh, the sizes that I bought. I uh, pretty much cover any size logos I want to do with those. Uh, you don't have to go. You could maybe go with, uh, I would say, get at least a 12 inch roll. Uh, and maybe a three inch roll. Um, but if you can afford to get that six inch roll too, then you'll uh, really be covered. A roll is going to cost you, uh, you know, it ranges probably 20 something dollars for a roll of vinyl or sorry, a roll of, um, 
uh, transfer tape, um, depending on the quality of it and the brand and all that stuff. So, you know, and I haven't bought one for a while cause they last so long. So they could be a lot more expensive now. Uh, I'm not quite sure uh, exactly, but, uh, they last a whole long time. So if you can get uh, various sizes of that. Now, the other type of transfer tape is clear, which basically looks like uh, packing tape for uh, taping up your boxes and stuff. Uh, but it's completely clear, uh, very same feel and stuff to it. But like I say, it's just low tack version of it. Um, the idea here is if you're doing uh, overlaying uh, logos or different uh, uh, colors on top of one another. So say you're making an outline um, uh, of a word and you want the word to be two colors, say like with a red outline and uh, say a black uh, inside part of the word, you could make an oversized letter in say red and black, uh, the letter slightly smaller, and you would lay the red down first. Then you would use the clear transfer tape on top of the black version of that, uh, letter. And the clear would let you sort of position, um, that, uh, vinyl over, um, the, uh, other letter that you had laid down so you can sort of line it up and stuff. Um, I don't really use the clear. I don't like the using the clear. I've got a couple of rolls of it. Um, and I think I've used them once or twice. I didn't like working with it. The other standard sort of masking tape style transfer tape, you can see through it, uh, enough. Um, you can also use, um, registration marks when you're cutting out your vinyl uh, basically is just some other marks in the vinyl that the machine will cut so that when you lay one logo down if you're going to lay another one on top you basically lay the second one on top lining up the registration marks and then the logo will line up exactly where you need it anyways so i don't use the the clear um, I don't like how, uh, it works. It doesn't, uh, uh, it always gives me issues. So I just use the, the regular transfer tape. Uh, and that's what I would suggest for you guys to start out with. It's a lot easier to use than the clear stuff. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, you would need that. And you're also going to need some exacto knives. Um, now I'm talking about, uh, like the little hobby ones, um, sort of like, look like a pen or a pencil with a different blades you can interchange and stuff. I bought a little kit at, um, I think I got mine at Home Depot is like a little case that opens up, has like three different uh, widths of blade handles, and then it has a whole bunch of different blades of all different shapes and sizes and stuff. I don't really use all the other shapes and sizes, the three standard blades that came with the three different handles, um, sort of your standard uh, blades are perfect. The small skinny one that's about the thickness of a pen or pencil is the one I use the most, perfect for weeding out. It's got a point to it. So you can pull out the vinyl um, in between the letters and stuff that you're not using. Make weeding really, really simple. So you'll need something like that, um, as well as uh, you'll need uh, some standard other tools like a measuring tape, ruler, um, and possibly a heat gun if you're going to be removing old vinyl and redoing it. And that's the nice thing or beauty about vinyl is that if you get bored of it, you want to change it, you want to spruce it up, uh, you know, it's been on there for a while. All you need to do is uh, gently heat it up and uh, it'll uh, allow you to peel that vinyl back um, away from uh, the vehicle. Keep in mind, though, with vinyl, once you have it on a vehicle, over time, sun damage to the surrounding paint of the vehicle can make um, the the uh, logo that was there uh, still visible 
when you remove it, even if you cleanly remove it, there's no glue residue. There's nothing like that. Um, you know, you may see subtle changes in the paint color because the surrounding paint was exposed to the sun, whereas the paint underneath that logo was not. It was protected by the vinyl, so it'll be a you know slightly darker shade of the color. So you may still be able to read the logo, even though you take the logo off. And the longer you leave it on there, obviously over years and years, then the more that uh, will become an issue. Um but that's basically about it as far as uh, uh, what you'll need uh, for installing um, signs. Uh, like I said, I made that video. If you guys want to check it out, it's uh, at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Go to the video section. It'll be available there as well as on the YouTube channel. It'll be available there. Um, the link to that basic sign cutter that I'm talking about. Uh, I'll have in the YouTube channel description as well as the description of this podcast uh, episode. Um, and uh, like I say, I walk you through in the video, sort of give you an idea of what it's like. And I let you, I show you sort of the technique for installing um, vinyl signs onto a trailer or a truck door show you the sort of the the best method. I call it the hinge method. Um, there's some other methods if you read. There's wet methods where there's special spray sort of lubricants that you can spray on a truck door that let you peel off the sign completely, stick it on, and basically uh, move it around and position it um, where you think you want it, squeegee it. And once that uh, liquid dries, the sign is stuck on. Um I don't like doing that. Uh, I just like sticking it on to a clean, dry surface so I know exactly what I've got. There's no chance of it moving and sort of stuff while it's still wet. So I do something called the hinge method and basically kind of roll on the graphic after you've measured and laid out everything. And it always comes out perfect, always comes out bubble free, super easy to do. Um, and it'll save you tons and tons of time if you're watching the video and you want to give this a shot. When I first got my sign machine, I did it, uh, you know, with no help. There was no, uh, you know, we're talking 12 years ago. There wasn't really too many videos and stuff uh, out there for anything like that. Um, I had to basically teach myself the best way to uh, do it and read a bunch of forums and things like that. Um, there was no YouTube videos and things on uh, uh, doing it. The videos that came with my machine were all about the software and uh, using the features of the software. There was nothing about, you know, what you do after you got the, the sign cut. So I remember doing the first sign, uh, first few signs and, uh, you know, pulling off the transfer tape and I've got my sign and I'm going to stick it on and I just sort of plop it down on whatever I was sticking it to. And there was huge air bubbles. And I was like, what the heck did I just get myself into? Um, like there's $1,400 down the drain. Like I have no clue what I'm doing. Uh, and over, you know, uh, time just teaching myself different uh, ways and through trial and error, um, you know, and reading about this sort of uh, uh, hinge method, uh, but not being able to actually even see what that meant, but just going by sort of a description, I sort of figured it out and uh, perfected it. And now I can lay down graphics uh, on a trailer or truck with no issues. So I show you guys. Um, in the video how to do that and uh i'd be pretty confident that uh you know the hardest part about this whole thing will be um you know get after you get your machine 
is just uh, properly setting it up and hooking it up to your computer, especially if you're using a Mac. If you're not using, say, uh, you don't have a Windows machine and you want to do the virtual box and installing Windows, that is going to be the hardest part about this whole thing if you've never done that before. Uh, but even that is pretty simple to do. But I'm pretty confident that once you get it set up and you make your first cut and you figure out, you know, how to line up the vinyl and all that sort of stuff. It's going to, you know, a little bit of trial and error, just getting to know the machine. Uh, but once you cut out your first logo, I'm pretty confident if you watch the video that you'll be able to get it on your surface bubble free. Um, you know, it's pretty simple if you follow uh, how I show you how to do it and sort of roll on the graphics versus just sort of sticking them on. By rolling them on and doing the hinge method, um, it squeezes out the air as you're applying uh, and rolling on that uh, graphic uh, so you don't get any uh, air bubbles and things trapped uh, behind the vinyl. So uh, that about uh, covers uh, this episode. Uh, and like I say, this came about really because of discovering that the price of um, sign machines, uh, had come down so much. And, uh, I don't even know exactly, uh, or realize exactly what I was, um, looking for originally when I was just searching and stumbled upon the fact that the prices had dropped so crazily. Now, if you think about, you know, going to a sign uh, shop and you want to get your, say your trailer lettered or your truck lettered, you know, I think one of the, the persons uh, that was talking to me on Instagram commented that they got a quote to let her up their vehicle for $380. Now, that's great. And, it you know, it'll be, you know, perfectly fine. But think about the fact that you could buy that machine for $229 now. Um, you don't need that top of the line machine because you're not a sign shop. Um, and I've proven that even as a sort of side business, uh, doing signs and graphics on the side that, uh, you know, even though my machine was $1,400 at the time, it was the $300 equivalent or $229 equivalent that, uh, you see today, um, in terms of, uh, you know, the options and stuff of that machine. And going on 12 years later, uh, that machine is still, uh, humming along, I you know, doing for that video, doing the graphics using that uh, old machine, old basic uh, machine. Um, and you'll notice that uh, if you look at my machine, um, it looks very similar to the uh, machine that uh, I've provided a link for. The colors are different. You know, my machine is sort of the cream colored uh, old uh, 1980s Windows PC type color. Um, and whereas the new machine is sort of uh, the same, you'll notice the casing, uh, the sides of the machine, even the molding or mold for the plastic uh, used around the edges of the machine and stuff. It looks exactly the same. The only difference is the color is a uh, gray and I think it has some purple trim on it. So it's like a dark gray and purple, more modern looking. Um, and the... Um, LCD screen is slightly different. Um, but other than that, it looks like it's the exact same machine from 12 years ago under a different brand. And I'm sure those, uh, uh, Asian or Chinese factories that are building these machines are, uh, uh, you know, just by doing a quick search on some other brands and stuff, they're probably producing them with a whole bunch of different, uh, uh, names and they're all sort of working on one sort of standard. Like I say, I th think they're all modeled off of, uh, you know, uh, basic roll-in machines. I know my machine, if I need blades for it and stuff, um, can, um, 
I can use Roland uh, replacement blades. Now, that being said, um, with all the signs and grass effects I've done uh, for multiple trailers and multiple yard signs and banners and used car lot signs and all that stuff, I'm still running the original blade from 12 years ago. Um, so because the vinyl is very thin, um, you know, I'm noticing it. That it is obviously it's not as sharp as it used to be, but still not to a point now where um, it's uh, giving me any issues. And my machine back uh, those years ago came with a spare blade. So I still have a, a second spare blade to put on there uh, whenever this one starts to give me uh, uh, issues. But uh, as you can see, for what you guys are doing, it's not uh, there's not a lot of consumables and stuff out there. The vinyl itself can range uh, from prices um you know we're talking for from my experience i'm always buying 24 inch width vinyls at a minimum at the place i buy it from um and like you like i said you can buy this vinyl and all these supplies online now um or there's probably dedicated sign supply places near where you live especially if you're near um, a large city um i have uh, a bunch of them around uh, my city so when I go to pick up uh, uh, the vinyl and stuff there, they've got, uh, you know, sample books with all the thing that they let you uh, keep and you can pick out your vinyl if you're, um, you know, matching it up and that sort of stuff. But uh, I have to buy a minimum of five yards at a time by the 24 inch uh, width rolls. So you know, you start to uh, get a nice little uh, collection. I used to buy just five yards at a time of all different colors just to have in stock when I was doing, uh, you know, the signs and graphics. Uh, and you'll find that the vinyl is fairly inexpensive for the really cheap calendared vinyl um, for uh, Avery A4, uh, which was, they, I think they may have changed the, the names and stuff, but the, there's basically a good, better, best. So the good, it was uh, running around $3 per yard by that 24 inch width so you know uh you're talking about uh 15 or so for that uh five yards of vinyl uh and then the uh a6 which is sort of the medium quality vinyl so that uh, the a4 avery is calendared it's meant for uh indoor use only or temporary use the a6 is also calendared i believe but it's rated for outside flat surfaces um and that's what i use for my trailers and stuff it's been great um you know the uh, uh one that i did on my current uh landscaping trailer is going on uh, uh six years now um and uh, it still looks uh, great it still looks brand new it hasn't uh uh really shrinking all that much uh and when i say that vinyl shrinks you were talking about uh you know a sixteenth of an inch or something just tiny amount of shrinkage over time um but it still looks great no cracking or peeling or anything after six years for that's for the avery a6 um and then the Avery A8 is, I believe, a cast vinyl. And, uh, you know, the A6, I think I was paying about $6 a yard by that 24-inch roll for the stuff that I use. Uh, it's rated for outdoors and flat surfaces. The A8, their cast vinyl, their high-performance vinyl, uh, rated for sort of contoured objects. Um, and for things like, say, if you were doing an enclosed trailer with rivets and stuff that you wanted to tightly wrap around without air bubbles and things. So you would want to go with the A8. I think that was about $8 per square yard, uh, 8 or $9 per square yard. 
or sorry, not square yard per yard of vinyl by the uh, 24 inch uh, roll that I was uh, uh, buying them at. You can get them in the different widths depending on your machine. Uh, but you can see it's pretty inexpensive. Um, so for that, uh, you know, $380 example of um, having your truck done up for you, um, you know, you could probably, I would say, once you own a sign machine and you have it, if you weren't including the cost of the sign machine uh, in your uh, lettering up, say, a standard uh, say a trailer or a truck, um, you could probably letter up a vehicle for less than, I would say, between 50 and $75 uh, in actual material that you would need. Now, obviously, that cost is initially going to be higher because you're going to have to buy, um, you know, the transfer tape is in rolls. So you're going to have to, you know, buy those rolls. But once, uh, you know, I think all in, uh, if it's costing you $380, say, to have your truck professionally done, lettered, um, you could easily do your vehicle, including the, the purchasing that $229 uh, sign machine, buying some vinyl in the color that you want, you know, your squeegee, exacto knife, transfer tape. You could easily do it for less than that $380. Uh, and then you have a sign machine. You can make your own yard signs now. You could get that heat press vinyl and make t-shirts and stuff for your crew if you wanted to. Uh, you could make um, uh, banners for trade shows if you're going to say like a home show or something with your business. Uh, you could do multiple trucks and trailers, uh, do signs or graphics for your equipment. Um you know, the possibilities are endless. And like I say, I've found so many other uses over the years for my sign machine. Um, I've made decals for, um, my nephew's bike. He, uh, you know, had a, a bike that he wanted to paint, uh, the colors of his favorite hockey team. Um, so, you know, they painted up his, they sanded down his sort of BMX bike, uh, down with that. And they painted it, uh, the colors of the, the, uh, NHL hockey team that, uh, he liked. And I made custom uh, graphics of the logos and stuff on the machine for the frame and the forks and all that sort of stuff. So he had like this one-off, uh, bike that, uh, you know, all his friends were impressed with. There's so many uses that you could use a sign machine for. And, uh, you know, even if it was, 14 or $1,500 like I paid for, I think it's still well worth it. But to think now that for $229, you could buy the basic hardware and the software is included in that is just mind blowing to me and a missed opportunity for a lot of startups um, where you, you know, it's a great opportunity to save money. Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve in the beginning, but it's really not that bad. Um, and this day and age, there's so many YouTube videos and stuff. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, I say you watch my one hour uh, video and, uh, it still isn't enough to show you how easy it is, uh, to basically do it. Um, you know, there's still so many other videos that can walk you through different processes and probably other techniques and stuff. So, um, I would uh, really highly suggest you guys, uh, who think, um, you know, outside the box a little bit and, uh, want to save some money and, uh, invest in your business in a way that, you know, is not the usual way that people are usually think about as far as tools and things for your lawn care business or, uh, you know, any other service business, uh, you know, a basic sign machine is a great, uh, a great investment.
and I would highly recommend it. So uh, I think that about wraps up this uh, week's episode. Um, if uh, I'll remind you guys again just to uh, go and have a look at the video. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you have any questions and, or comments about it, you can always uh, shoot me an email. Go to longcarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact and uh, my information is there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that about does it all. If uh, I'd really appreciate you guys uh, leaving me any uh, reviews on iTunes, that would be really great. Uh, and if you have any comments or suggestions for the show, uh, I'd also love to hear from you about those. Uh, so yeah, that about wraps it up. So and thanks again for listening, and uh, be sure to join me next week for another episode. Until then, here's to wishing you all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.